Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about the nanny. The nanny is a TV show from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. It was a huge hit, and we're fans of it, so we're rewatching it with you. I am Shondi Pasquale here with... Gloria Sheffield. It's a new episode, season three, episode 16, Where's Fran? Uh, and this episode, folks, is a special one because it is our first clip show oh yeah i mean or as i call them flashback episodes but that's not really what they're called (laughs) correct um so a clip show what what's a clip show toria a clip show is when instead of having the normal episode where it's just like new stuff happening you usually have a setup scene where you know someone will say something like in the you know like Hey, like, I can't believe I just had that fight with Marsha. We never get in fights. And then we cut to like five scenes where they have terrible fights. And then you're right, like, where they were in the past. Like, we, we cut to five clips from old episodes where they have had fights. Yes. And it's yeah. as we've discussed, um, I think in previous episodes, these are usually used um, partly as filler, just when you have to round out a long season and, you know, you have to come up with a ton of ideas. This sort of takes some pressure off. It also can really help with your budget that season because, you know, you uh, don't have to shoot as much. You don't have to pay as many people to come to set because, you know, like 75% of your episode is just showing old clips of stuff you've already filmed. Uh, so it's it's kind of like a, a useful thing when you yeah. are managing and running a show for a season. I would say mm, clip episodes are universally disliked. Like, like I don't know anyone who has ever sat down to watch an episode of one of their favorite shows, realized it was a clip episode, and been like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, usually yeah, you're because, like, oh, man. Because if you're really a fan of something and into it, you, you've seen all this stuff, you know? And, and it's like, oh, I'm not going to get a new episode this week. Yeah. It's just going to be like old episodes. You know, The Simpsons uh, in their fourth season – you know, their first clip show was literally titled, So It's Come to This, a Simpsons clip show, which is just like such a defeated tone from the writers of like, we're out of ideas, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And that really was like my first, I think that's the first like time I realized, like I had seen so many sitcoms before that and so many clip shows, but it never really like occurred to me that that was like a negative thing. And I think that connotation really made me reconsider it. And like now I'm like, oh, right. This is like a lazy, like budget saving thing that happens on like, you know, well, it used to happen more because, you know, we talked about a lot how like um, sitcoms used to be like 20 episodes, 27 episodes a season, which is like a lot, a lot, a lot of time to fill. So, and, and costs a lot of money, you know, now you get like 12 episode seasons and there's not, you know, really time or need for this kind of treatment but um you know but it still happens there's we'll talk about later some of my favorite clip shows which are ones that have taken this idea but really gone outside the box with it yeah i was Um, just laughing to myself because i was like could you imagine like a you know a 12 episode sort of mini series using one of their episodes to be a flashback (laughs) for just clips like you know oh remember that time and then it's like just shit that just freaking happened Uh (laughs) um but so um in terms of this specific episode i will say 
Um, there were some things I really did like about it, even though I'm usually not a big fan of uh, clip episodes. I, I a thought that the new material that they had was really funny. Like, yeah. you know, they used their creative energies to just like really knocking one-liners out of the park. And then I really felt that this did have more of a plot than a lot of clip episodes have and sort of uh, – was able to achieve the plot points that like a normal 22 minute episode have just I, usually has. I disagree, mm. but I, I mean, which is not a ding on this. I just think you're giving this more credit than like, this felt like a clip show. It's usually yeah. some kind of like silly frame, like wraparound device, you know, people are, someone is missing or, you know, uh, the Simpsons one was, you know, they, they did a prank that put, Homer in a coma. And so they're all in the hospital reminiscing about, you know, all the times they've had as a family until he wakes up from the coma. And, and, you know, usually you do get some kind of like very slim ABC like sequence of events that like frames all of the, the clips. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, but this was a good one. Like it's, which is not, again, not to, to crap on this episode because this was, this was well done. Yeah. Um, and so let, in terms let's of, let's get into it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. for this episode, we begin with, uh, Val and Fran in the kitchen and they are discussing how Fran had caught Maggie and her new boyfriend smoking, uh, which is a big deal, obviously. And Val's mm-hmm. like, so are you going to, you know, snitch on her to Mr. Sheffield? And Fran is literally like, no, I can't start, I can't start snitching on Maggie. Then she'll start snitching on me. She's like, instead, I am going to let Mr. Sheffield catch me smoking. Maggie's going to see how crazy angry he gets and it's going to scare her out of ever smoking again, which Terrible already, plan. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a ridiculous, yeah. it is a ridiculous plan, um, which is also why like, I disagree with your statement. Yeah, like, I guess this was right. like a pretty good episode. It's like, yeah, it was like a barely there, like, oh, I'm going to do this dumb thing to like force conflict. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then it also, it causes the largest rift we've ever seen <laughs> in the history of this show seemingly out of n- nowhere, like to the point where like, I feel like, cause he, so she smokes and then he walks in with Maggie, Mr. Sheffield and he it, like freaks out. Like he goes, he calls her like a moron. He calls her like, he goes, you're normally, what is the line? Like you're normally stupid, but this is stupid even for See- you. <laughs> but you know what, though? I think we maybe grew up in houses that had different approaches to smoking because my parents so, smoked. So, yeah, see, that's okay. There we go. In my house, I literally cannot imagine anything worse than smoking a cigarette. Like, like, what about, terms- um, <laughs> never mind. All right, go on. <laughs> no, but like, but like the, the idea that what if I- someone turned out to be a Nazi, Toria? <laughs> what about then? That's not worse. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, no, but like in terms of stuff that would get you in trouble, like this would be like – it's funny you said Nazis because I was going to say nuclear holocaust. Um, but so, um, you know, it, it would have been for, – I, for you, I feel like you're like, this seems like a disproportionately large reaction. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like this checks out. In fact, he – he sort of kept it slightly toned down compared to what I would have expected had somebody in my household been caught smoking. Um, I think the thing that bothered me was just that he implies that he always considers her stupid, but in like the pantheon of stupidity, this is the stupidest thing. And like, that's the part that was insulting to me was like the whole, like you're normally stupid, but this is (laughs) stupid even for you. And it's like, 
it's like so that you think she's stupid normally like that's what you think of Fran (laughs) I don't know it really like rubbed me the wrong way I was really very much on Fran's side of like yeah fuck this guy well because her whole thing is like when he first comes in and he's like Miss Fine, Miss Fine, you're smoking, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't believe you caught me." And he's like, "I've never been so angry." And she's like, "Oh no!" And then he's like, "And you know, this is the stupidest thing you've ever, you've ever done, and you're already stupid." And then she's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. And then and then he, she's like, "You better apologize, or like I am leaving this house, like I'm quitting." And he's like, "I will not apologize." And she's like, "Well, fine, then I'm gone. I've had it up to here with your, you know, antics." And then she's like, "And by the way, Niles feels the same way." Don't you, Niles? And then Niles like thinks, and he just looks at Mister Sheffield and goes, "Who loves your baby?" And then starts to pick pick uh pick lint off of his jacket, mm-hmm. off of Mister Sheffield's jacket. So he's clearly like uh, not going to get thrown under the bus for this. But so Fran storms out, and that sets up the epi- like the the central dilemma of the episode, which is Fran has quit and stormed out, and they're waiting for her to come back throughout the day, and she's not coming back, and she's not coming back, um, and different members of the household and of the family are approaching Mr. Sheffield and being like, I can't believe you did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so as each character kind of confronts him or asks him about what happened, we then get basically flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks and clips pertaining to like usually that character in Fran. So, you know, um, and it starts with him being basically like, you know, of all the silly things she's done, you know, and then we get like the, you know, her in the hospital, you know, having to shave his, you know, genitals. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we get like, you know, you know, and then he says, you know, something like in, in present day, he says something like, you know, I, uh, you know, it's not like I'm angry at her all the time. And then we uh-huh. get a super cut of him yelling, you know, Miss Fine, Miss Fine, uh-huh. Miss uh-huh. Fine. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, Miss Fine, you've got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. And then um, we get a flashback of her having to come into the room and tell him about Brighton's small penis. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I also flagged that. I went, oh, yeah, Brighton's penis subplot. Forgot yep. about that one. Like somehow and conveniently just didn't Block that one out. <laughs> yeah. And then um, um, and then the scene – sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I think one of my favorites had to do with Fran and Sylvia um, because Mr. Sheffield ends up calling Sylvia to be like maybe she knows where Fran is. And this is like my favorite gag of this episode – uh, Sylvia is sitting at her kitchen table, presumably sitting down to her lunch, which is a full roasted chicken. And she's like, you know, slathering it with ketchup. And she's literally on the phone with Mr. Sheffield. And she goes, well, I haven't heard from her since you called her a brainless, big hair schmagaggy. So <laughs> clearly, you know, like Fran had instantly called her mother and like, you know, exaggerated oh, the yeah, story. And, and that's uh, a runner throughout the episode is like every time someone – New talks to Mr. Sheffield about what he's done. The the thing that he said to Fran gets exaggerated to like yes. a ridiculous degree. Yeah, like I can't believe you called her a brainless, big haired, like like bimbo. Loser. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a, it gets like really. And every time he's like, I didn't say that, and he gets con- increasingly exasperated because it just gets blown. I mean, he was mean, but it gets blown like way out of proportion. Um, and oh well, the other. Uh, sort of the the other part of the joke that I love with the chicken is as soon as Sylvia says that she's like you know I haven't heard from her since you called her like a brainless big hair schmagaggy she's like you know Fran's very sensitive you you really need to talk to her the way I do and so then we cut to you know these funny clips of how Sylvia and Fran are always like yelling at each other and then when we cut back to the present which you know is like literally just seconds after she said that last (laughs) line 
the chicken has been completely devoured and she just has a plate of chicken bones in front of her, <laughs> you know, insinuating that she can basically like inhale a full roasted chicken in like 90 seconds. And then, um, and then she says like, I'm just so upset. I can barely eat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and then we, you know, we have it with a few more like CC. We have one with Yada. And the thing that I loved in the real time um, footage of Yada is the way that she kind of gets introduced into this episode is the doorbell rings at the mansion. And, you know, Mr. Sheffield and Niles are like, oh gosh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's Miss Fine. Hopefully she's come back. They open the door. It's Yada escorted by a police officer and he, the police officer's like we saw her we found her wandering on queen's boulevard and she you know she says she lives here and we find out that yetta basically pretends to uh have dementia so that she can get rides from police officers all over town instead of paying for cabs um and at one point she's like next time send officer kurtz we listen to howard stern together um and uh, and then you know we have like the yetta flashbacks which were great um and and at this point, we're literally at like 17 minutes out of a 22-minute episode, yeah. you know? Like that's all the plot that's really unfolded because it's been all these flashbacks. And this is when we get some real movement on the Mr. Sheffield-Fran um, dilemma because up until this point, Mr. Sheffield has like defended his decision or and defended his actions. But at this point, he he ends up walking into the kitchen and he ends up overhearing Maggie and her boyfriend talking and they don't like realize he's entered and can hear them. And basically, you know, he hears Maggie be like, hey, like put those away. You know, I quit. And, you know, um, and make sure my dad doesn't see them. You know, I want to live long enough to see if Ross and Rachel end up together. And I was like, oh, interesting. A call out to another sitcom. Um, but w- which, which I don't think we've had a call out to a contemporary sitcom yet. No, but it was, it was, it was um, interesting. I mean, they, they, they picked the biggest sitcom on television. So it's kind of hard to, you know, ignore that. And I guess they wanted to show that she's like a normal girl, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the boyfriend's like, wow, like him freaking out on Fran really scared you, didn't it? And she's like, yeah, she's like, it's really crazy. Like, it's almost as if the two of them planned it. Like, that's how well it worked. But no, it, it couldn't be that because my dad's a really bad actor. Yeah. So Mr. Sheffield overhears that and he suddenly realizes, wait, I think I had this all wrong. I think Fran already knew that Maggie had been like experimenting with smoking cigarettes and had orchestrated that whole thing so that Maggie would see how mad I got. Um, And he actually like runs this by Niles and Niles is basically like, yeah, of course that's what happened to idiot. And then Mr. Sheffield's like, oh no, what have I done? And you know, now it's like, you know, getting late. It's like, you know, evening time is after dark. And he's like, you know, Miss Fine actually is really smart. Like what would she do? if I was missing. And this is when I just laughed really hard and I could not wait for you to get to this part of the episode because I I knew you'd have thoughts. Niles goes, well, she'd probably remember that, you know, Roger Clinton lives next door and she'd probably him, she'd probably go next door and have him um, check in with the FBI. Okay. Here's my note for this. I wrote, oh, I guess Roger Clinton comes super cheap (laughs) because it's like, if you're already doing a clip show and you're clearly like doing like saving money and like keeping it all tight. And then you have a guest star that you normally would pay like money to like come and be on the show. But like, Clearly Roger Clinton, and I remember this 
is like that was this was the joke at the time is Roger Clinton was desperate to start like an acting career. So he would do anything that anyone asked him to do. He would just like he was on so many different little cameo appearances. Um, so I, I just, I just feel like he was like, Hey, do you guys need me in another episode? And they're like, uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) See, my note is, wow, they can't keep the ages of their central characters straight, but they're committed to the content, to the continuity that Roger Clinton lives next door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Niles is uh, not Niles. uh, Mr. Sheffield is like, Oh, okay, great idea. So then he he goes next door and he knocks on Roger Clinton's house. Sorry, and Roger Clinton answers the door. And, you know, he's basically like, oh, Roger, could you help me find Fran? I haven't been able to find her in hours. And did you notice, by the way, that all of the photos on the wall were of, like, Bill and Hillary? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Um, it, I was like, did it's they – Did they decorate – did they decorate this house? No, or? it's because he's obs- – no, because <laughs> the joke is, like, that Roger Clinton just lived in the shadow of his presidential older brother, <laughs> you know? Um, and he was just this, like, sad sack that, like, just was, like – you know, oh, I'm tangentially related to some, I'm related to the president. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so this this scene also brought up something that happened in pop culture at the time, which I did not know about. And I went down such a rabbit hole because it was so insane to me. Um, but basically, Roger Clinton's like, oh, sorry, Maxwell. Like, I haven't seen Fran since you called her. Uh, and then he goes, oh, wait, no. That's what Newt Green- that's what Newt Gingrich's mother called my sister-in-law. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, first of all, that's that's like a big a lot of gymnastics for a punchline. Yeah. But basically he was saying like Newt Gingrich's mother-in-law said something bad about Hillary Clinton. Like that's what that boils down to. And yes. I was like, what what happened? So it turned out in like, you know, 1994, um, on Connie Chung's show, she was <laughs> interviewing Newt Gingrich's mother, who yeah. at the time was was he a speaker of the house? Yes. Or okay, he's speaker of the house. So you know, master he's like, of the house. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I think of when I hear speaker of the house. Is lame is master of the house. Wouldn't it be no, great no, 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 if no. every time a new speaker um, was put in place, they had the whole all of Congress had to had to sing. Think, Speaker of the house. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so yeah, he's literally like third in line for the presidency. Um, and but you know, he was a Republican speaker to a Democratic president, and um his so his mother was being interviewed by Connie Chung, and literally Chung goes, This is the exact transcript. I pulled it. She goes, Mrs. Gingrich, what has Newt told you about President Clinton? Ging- Mrs. Gingrich, nothing. And I can't tell n- nothing. And I can't tell you what he said about Hillary. You can't, Gingrich. I can't, Chung. Why don't you just whisper it to me, just between you and me? At which point, Kathleen Gingrich leaned in and whispered, "She's a bitch." <laughs> this wow. On, this was on like a televised wow. national interview. It said wow. the interview made headlines before it even aired, as the transcript wow. the transcript came out early. Mrs. Gingrich also revealed that quote. The only thing he ever told me about Bill Clinton is that he's smart, that he's an intelligent man, that he's not very practical, but he's intelligent. She added, I think they had some meeting, you know, and she takes over. But with Nudie there, she can't. (laughs) It was just like – Wow. It was just so – I was like – I didn't – 
probably maybe that's why I really enjoyed this episode was there was a some great singers and then there was some things like this which you know sparked my interest um speaker of the house (laughs) doling out the charm ready with a handshake and an open palm calling her a bitch yeah (laughs) yeah calling her a bitch make a little stir that you would appreciate a little (laughs) but so so that was again a a lot of gymnastics just to make reference to that incident um another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then, um, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, I, you know, I, I didn't call her anything. I didn't. And, um, and Mr. Mr. Rogers, <laughs> sorry. Then Roger Clinton. Clinton, Roger Clinton is literally like, sorry, I haven't seen her. But then Fran ends up coming into the room on the telephone. So clearly she didn't run very far. She just yeah. ran to Roger Clinton's next door yeah. and she's on the phone. She's going, Chelsea, Chelsea. Don't worry. Like, you know, here's what I would do in your situation, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, you know, it's clearly insinuating that she is talking to Chelsea Clinton, who is a teenager at this time living in the White House, and that she's counseling her through through some boy trouble. And then Roger's like, oh, yeah, like she's just talking to my niece. And then he's like, Hillary's actually looking for a new nanny. And I was like, again, isn't Chelsea like a teenager at this point? Why would she need a nanny? Well, I mean, Maggie needs a nanny. I would say Gracie needs a nanny. Um, I guess. Okay. But, so, but anyway, so then Fran is on the phone and she's like, oh yeah, put your mother on. And she's like, oh, hi, Hillary. And she's like, you'd offer me how much? I'd get to live in the East Wing. I'd, and then Mr. Sheffield like suddenly starts to get really agitated. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, whatever she get, whatever she offers you, I'll, I'll meet it. Um, and then when she he hears that, you know, she might get to live in the East Wing, he's like, I'll completely redecorate your room. New drapes, new carpet. Uh, uh. And then um, – and she's like, and I'll get to meet Barbara. And then he's like literally about to walk away because he's like, oh, I've lost. And then she goes, oh, Walters. And then he comes back like ready to try to like renegotiate for her. <laughs> um, but then he realizes – that the phone is not even plugged into the wall. So this has just been one There's big also ruse. a weird line here where she like makes eye contact with him and she goes, sorry, Hillary, but my old boss can give me something you can't. And like they have this weird like sexual like eye exchange thing. And I was like, what's happening right now? Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> and then she goes, or maybe you can. And we cut to the, uh, the Oy Vager gay moment yes. where like Fran consider, briefly considers dating a woman because yes. she's a, a Jewish professional. Oh, no, because she's a wealthy professional. A wealthy but professional. She's not Jewish. Yeah. Um, but so then Mr. Sheffield realizes that, um, you know, the phone's not plugged in. 
Mm. And or maybe it was like uh, right before he realizes this, he's basically like, no, he's like, Miss Fine, please, please consider it. I'm sorry. I was the stupid one. The children love you. And I, I mean, I, and then he's about to clearly say like, I love you. And he's like, well, we were getting so close in a strictly professional way that is and then we cut to like a kiss compilation between them of other like they've had and elizabeth was watching this with me and she went whoa they've kissed a lot and i was like (laughs) yeah "Yeah, they really have like (laughs) yeah at this point it's like almost like old news just just screw already i know and you're like i guess it's super crazy considering that it's like an employee employer relationship and they've kissed on the mouth like 10 times when you watch the super cut out of context, because Elizabeth was watching the, this with me, and she has not seen mo- <laughs> most of these episodes. In fact, a lot of the times when we watch the clip, she would go, oh, I've heard you guys describe that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? <sighs> um, and it was so good on us, because we've done a very good job at describing That's- what's happening in this show. And um, But like when we got to the super cut of the kisses, she was just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I agree. I think the thing is, um, and I guess it's good that we're watching these week by week and we don't really binge them. You know, when you're when you're spacing this out over the course of like 25 weeks, and then there's rerun, rerun, rerun. <laughs> we want. <laughs> Who are you, Barbara Walters? I don't know. Hello, I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> Welcome to my show. That was that was the old. Uh, all right, that go on. sounds like you. That sounds like Elmer Fudd. That was the impression of Barbara Walters on like cartoons and stuff you're in the right. 90s. You're they, right. She would be like, "Hello, I'm Barbara Walters." <laughs> the poor woman. Anyway, um, I think, you know, when you factor in, there's like, you know, say 25 episodes, um, but they're spaced out with reruns and three-week holiday breaks and this and that. It just probably feels like less when you're but, – but when you see it – It does. All- it feels longer too. Like a longer amount of time is passing on the show as opposed to like, oh, that all happened in one day, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, we we only ever kissed Mac on the mouth like twice, like probably in all the years. <laughs> in all the times that we were to bunny ears. I mean, you got off you got off easy if you only had to kiss him twice. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll cut it, we'll cut it. But um so No, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I don't care. I never had to kiss Mac. It's no, a joke. Can't, can't you see funny, Can't you funny see that like, getting um, splashed across the headlines? Like <laughs> Macaulay Culkin forced his employees to kiss him to keep their jobs. <laughs> And then we have to call him and be like, dude, it was a joke. We were just joking. Like, we'll, we'll make an announcement that you never made us kiss you. Make culpa. <laughs> um, but so, uh, it's the last thing he needs. Um, but okay, so then that's when Mr. Sheffield realizes the phone. It's so funny. We accidentally meet to our boss in a fake way. <laughs> that's a funny bit. Uh, right. I know, and then we're the huge assholes for yeah, each Yeah, yeah, that's funny. All right. <laughs> um, okay. But so um, then um, Mr. Sheffield realizes the phone isn't plugged in, and and Miss uh, and I was going to say Miss Fine, and then Fran looks at him sheepishly, and she's like, um, "Making you think I was talking to Hillary Clinton? Smart. Forgetting to plug the phone in. Stupid." And then she kind of like makes a run for it. Um, at which point. He grabs her and like actually hugs her. It's like yeah. maybe the one time he's ever chased her, grabbed her, and then hugged her as it's opposed cute. to and she's maybe, smiling. They yeah. freeze frame and she's got a big smile on her face. It was cute. Yeah, yeah because you um, know, she's obviously coming back. He apologized, so she's gonna come back. And and that's the whole episode. And then we get my favorite part, which is the credits have uh just it's all clips of all of her different fashion over three seasons, which oh, I thought yeah. was really cool. 
It was like everything she's ever worn, all her like best costumes, uh, which was fun. This is like really heavy work on the editor's part. Oh, God. <laughs> Got to be so hard. Yeah. I mean, we even were like, should we make a, a clip episode of the podcast? And then we were like, that would take forever. Yeah, I was going to do a funny bit for this episode where like instead of doing this episode, we just did clips of the old episodes. But then I was like, that's not worth it. That's too no. hard. <laughs> I mean, maybe if we didn't have jobs, that could be something we did. But yeah. um Hey, guys, spread the word about this podcast, and maybe we won't have to have those jobs. That's right. The, the, um, yeah, this, this nanny memorabilia <laughs> podcast can help us bring in all the income we need. Um, so then that's the episode. Do you want to get into some favorite lines and moments? We should do some segments. Mm-hmm. And now, segments. So segments yeah no i think we should move on to segments i to say we can move on to our segments and now segments segments uh with sean and toria all righty um lines of moments what do you favorite, got uh i really liked uh fran going i could never betray maggie's trust like that and then she'd start snitching on me um <laughs> i really liked the who loves your baby when niles is trying to save his own skin after fran is storming yes. out um, and then there was this one line where um, Brighton approaches Mr. Sheffield and he's like, he's like, dad, I can't believe that, you, you know, threw Fran out in the street in the middle of winter without even a coat. And Mr. Sheffield's like, who told you that? Because like, it's clearly not true. And then Niles pops up and goes, does it really matter where the boy who has a playboy hidden at the hidden in the hamper heard it? <laughs> like clearly being like, Brighton, like, don't you blow my cover or I'm going to blow your cover. Yeah. And then also you got uh, Grace. Gracie's like, uh, Dad, if you and friends split up, who do we live with? And he goes, Oh, me, sweetheart. And she goes, Oh. And then he like walks away and she turns to Brighton and she just goes, Find her. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, oh, that actually reminded me something I forgot to say is in one of the flashbacks, we flashback to the pilot and you you truly see how much these kids have grown. And yes. it is like shocking. Shocking. Yeah, that was another Elizabeth note was like when they got to that scene, she went, Ooh. They've really grown up. I was like, yeah, they're like different people at this yeah, point. Like, <laughs> it's I only been re- three years. I didn't remember Ma- um, Maggie ever even being that little. Yeah, she was a babe on this, uh, like a little tiny little kid. <laughs> oh, it's and not now like she, you were saying. Now she's like, no, she was just like a wee baby. And now she's like, you know, like a, I don't know, 12? <laughs> no, 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 no. I said Maggie, the oldest. Oh, Maggie. Oh, I was talking about Gracie. I know, but Gracie also it was, was funny so to me little. that you referred to her as a babe in the literal sense. Like, she's a ta- just a babe, like from yeah. Gigi, um, as opposed to- Like a like, total babe. Yeah, I was like, oh. ew, why are you calling her a babe when we're saying how young she is? No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I know, I know. Oh, geez. Uh, another great line was- um, the cops bring Yetta back and they're like, what happened? And the cops like, we found her wandering around on Queens Boulevard. She says she lives here. And he like kind of makes like the crazy hand with his, you know, sign with his finger. And then Yetta just leans into Maxwell and she goes, play along. It's cheaper than a cab. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, I did like when, um, Nia, so at one point, Mr. Sheffield says something like, oh, gosh, like, I can't believe it's getting so late. And now it just goes, time flies when you're being unreasonable. Because yeah. uh, basically the whole family is against him. Even Cece, like, in her sort of new iteration of almost, like, accepting Fran's presence in their lives, she goes, she goes, oh, I'm going to miss Miss Fine. We were getting so close. And, <laughs> and you can almost tell, like, 
I, I don't even think it was done in a way or said in a way where she's lying. I think she's just like so delusional in her own way that like now when she remembers Fran, she's like, ah, yes, we were chummy. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's so pathetic. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of Yiddish, if we're ready for Yiddish, um, yeah. we got Shmageggy. Shmageggy. Which is like hot air, nonsense, baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nanny trivia. I'm actually doing some carryover trivia from the last week when we talked about Brenda, Brenda Cooper, the, um, the, uh, costume designer on the show uh-huh. in the reading I was doing about her. Um, she revealed some really interesting like episode trivia that there just wasn't enough time to get to last week, but I wanted to make sure, um, I shared it cause it was so funny. She said that, um, you know, in the episode where Fran gets stuck in the elevator and she is like, um, caressing Mr. Sheffield's face with her feet while yes. she like, you know, tells him he, you know, don't worry, you're gonna find somebody someday. It turns out they use like a stunt, a stunt double to be hanging out of the elevator. Um, but when they saw her feet for the shot, it turned out she had horrible bunions. <laughs> and so and they were like, oh God. And so I don't know if they ended up replacing her or if if we look, go back and look closely, we'd be like, oh, my God, Fran has terrible bunions. <laughs> like, but it made me want to go back and take a look at that. That's so um, funny. Because that was just some, like, funny insider, you know, info. And it, she was only saying it because I think the interviewer was like, you know, do you have any, like, crazy stories you can remember? And she's like, nothing too crazy. She's just, you know, she was like, but it's just, you know, sometimes just really unexpected stuff would happen. And you'd have to, like, roll with the punches. Like, the time when uh, this woman had horrible bunions. And we were like, should we actually make these Fran's feet? Like, that's so funny. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, now I want to go see. <laughs> <laughs> but if we go back and it's like, we were like, how, didn't, how did we not notice that like the toenails were several inches yeah. long and curled yeah, around? And yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I said for the Fran or the CC, it's pretty impossible to say with this one. Like this was a clip episode. Um, but much like the Fran, um, I will storm out and get really angry and then um, – you know, kind of want to just shirk back in a little later. Like, oh, I don't actually. Man. It's so funny you said that. That was literally going to be my joke here. Is I was going to be like, well, I don't know who the friend of the sea scene is, but much like Fran, if you call me stupid, I am out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a, I can be hot headed in that way. And then. Yeah, you're a real hot head. That's how I always describe you to people. They're like, what's it like working with Tori? I'm like, she's a real fucking hot head. You're, you're like, boy, is she a vision, but. You guys know, um, you guys know that that famous clip of Bill O'Reilly being like, we'll "Do it live." That's what Tori is like whenever we record. I'm like, Corey, do you, Tori, do you want to go over this? She's like, "We'll do it live. We'll do it live." And then um, Sean famously is always screaming about how the frogs are gay. So <laughs> we really do have our counterpoints in in pop culture and media. We, we do, um, but no, I, I definitely. Um, I don't really need to be apologized to, but I also mm-hmm. don't like apologizing. <laughs> That's so, right. Same. You know, I like it to be sort of a like, we just kind of settle back into normal It's just things. like, we are not fighting anymore. Let's never speak of this again and get <laughs> yeah. no real closure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I think anyone who had siblings probably feels that way. Um, <laughs> you know, because you never were like, I'm really sorry. It's just more like you both ended up like chuckling at something that was on TV and it just released the tension and then things were normal again. <laughs> So my favorite clip show of all time 
is the community clip show. And I think it's the most clever use of clip show because, uh, and I believe always sunny in Philadelphia also does something similar, but basically what it is, is like they start to remember things they've done, but all of the flashback clips that we get are new clips of things (laughs) that we never saw before that never happened on the show. And then on always sunny in Philadelphia, they do a similar thing only they flashback and they're just misremembering things that happened. So like, it's like <laughs> not the way things actually went. Um, and both those uses of clip shows, I think are really smart. So if you're, if you're, if this got you in the mood for like clip shows and you want to see like some clever uses of clip shows, I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, community. I, I, I think it's like season two of community. Where but they I would argue- and it's funny that it's season two because like, it was only there had only been like one season of clips to even show. So you're like, are they really going to do a clip show right now? Like it's only been one season. Well, but here's the thing. Like I would argue that neither of those are actual clip shows. Those are shows making fun of clip shows. And sure. you know, th- there's no actual like, um, you know, it's not like a new clever use of clip show. It's like, well, sure it is. Do, well, I guess it's more, it's more like parody of a clip show. There was – I'm trying to remember. Oh, God. I wish I could remember it. It was like a movie or TV show. I think it was a movie that came out relatively recently and everybody was ma- – oh, my God. I know what it was. It was um, the third the third installment of the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Okay. Everyone was making fun of it because the last – scene was like a memory montage and some of it had just happened literally like 40 minutes earlier in that same movie (laughs) so so stupid and like such a premature flashback you're like wait we just saw that one well toria that's funny you say that because that reminds me of the time (laughs) we talked about No, I'm not going to do it. I really, I genuinely, I really, really thought about all the various ways to do this. And I was ultimately like, I don't want to go back and listen to old episodes and find clips. So I'm not. Yeah, we hear, we hear ourselves enough. It's enough. Uh, Speaking of which, that brings this episode to a close. Um, Unless you have any last thoughts on this one. Nope. Yeah. Not Um, You know, I'm grateful because we've been doing a series of like one hour uh, diatribes on this show. So this was a, this was a nice tight 30. Um, If you like this episode or you like other episodes, uh, please rate and review the show on Apple podcasts and on Spotify. That's where our bread and butter is babies. Uh, It gets more people to listen to the show, which brings those ad rev dollars in. Give them to us. We are. Not rolling in it, and we would love to be. Uh, as Toria previously mentioned, it would be great to quit our day jobs and just be professional nanny podcasters. What we will do when the show runs out of episodes, who knows? Oh, that'll be sad. I'll tell you what, the Gilmore guys, they swerved, and now they're the um, uh, the Maisel uh, they have a really funny name, like the Maisel Mitzvahs or something. And well, they yeah, do Marvelous Miss Maisel. We're going to be the dinosaur dudes. That's right. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Um, but yes, but for now, we are Oh Mr. Sheffield Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Oh Mr. Chef Pod. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at Oh Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail.com. And that's it. That's it out of us. Toria, 
this is fun, but it's time for us to be done now with this episode. So All I'm right. sorry, but so goodbye. long, farewell. Uh, actually, you know what? Everyone go on and get out of here. Uh, uh, Toria, not you. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Um, okay, bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. The flashing girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Anyway, uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs> <laughs>